This episode brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is At The Turn. It's time for discussion and interviews about the world of golf you won't hear anywhere else. Here are your hosts, Nick Heidelberger and Joe Simons. We have a lot planned on this episode of At The Turn, but Nick, before we get to any of it, I want to remind the folks, please rate and review the podcast. Give us five stars, a little click on the phone. That's all it takes. goes a long way to promoting what we're doing here. Now, Nick, before we get to any of the planned stuff, I'm going to throw you a curveball right off the bat. You ready? Mm. Does, does that mean yes? That, that was... I'm only speaking in grunts on this episode, so uh, (laughs) just bear with me here. Okay. No, that's great. So I proposed this to my buddy a couple weeks ago now over some beers because we've been talking about this often on the pod a little bit. The playing it forward. I'm not talking about the white tees. I'm talking about degendering the golf course. I'm talking about playing all the way up. Red Tea Challenge. Are you able to commit one month out of the golf season to playing from the Red Tees? Are you willing to do that? No. But <laughs> I... Um, Why not? My, 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 last, my last round of golf I played, I played from the Red Tees. Um, hmm. And... I really, I really enjoyed it, and I, 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 it was very intentional. I wanted to, uh, I probably for a lot of the same reasons that you're saying, but I think a month of the golf season for me is probably much different than it is. For, I mean, you've been playing golf all the time, you know. You're, you're like, ah, it's February. I've, oh, it's been, it's been super warm here. I've been playing golf here, you know. For me, yeah. it's like, yeah, I have a very small window, and and I have to really fight for my opportunities to play golf, anyways. Um, you know, there's a lot of responsibilities. There's lots of kids. There's lots of just just things are are constantly happening. So I, I can't just get out there whenever I feel like it. So I I, I absolutely will play some golf from the red tees, but I, I can't just say like I'm going to do nothing but red for an entire month because I, I just feel like that's too much. Are you afraid of season? Are you afraid of shooting too low of scores? That's that's it. You don't know. I mean, no, that, that, no. Bryson. I, I just. Yeah. Bryson. That's a thing he did. He played the red tees a lot to get used to shooting really low scores. And I think it's something we all could take 
a lesson from. Get used to shooting really low scores, whatever that is for you. If you shoot in the 80s, maybe you shoot in the 70s. Shoot in the 70s, maybe you start shooting in the 60s. Something to think about, Nick. Yeah, like I said, I'll, I'll definitely I'll definitely do it sometimes. <laughs> Man, I really, also, I really thought I was going to get some enthusiasm out of you for this. I, I love it. I love it. I, I also like the concept. I'll probably play some golf this year with no tees. Um, Wait, what does that mean? No, no tee. Like no, no tee in the ground. Why? That's another, it's another, I don't know, trend or it's not a, you know, people are, are proposing as mm. just a variation, you know, red tees, no tees, uh, you know, whatever. There's lots of different things to try. Only tees, yeah. just tee it up Only every tees, single shot. Up every, every shot's a try. That reminds me of a story. We had uh, golf tryouts in high school. This poor kid, obviously he wasn't going to make the team. You could tell from his practice swings. But he gets it out in the fairway on his first shot, immediately picks up the ball, and puts it on a tee in the fairway. <laughs> oh, I felt so bad. I think someone told who him after told, a – Who had to tell him? I mean, I hope the person standing closest to him felt it was their responsibility as a shy 15-year-old to tell this kid he was doing it wrong. But I'll the never person, forget pro- that The person standing way. next to him was probably like, oh, my God, I have a chance to make the team. I'm <laughs> definitely going to beat this kid. <laughs> I'm going to be number two for Clackamas High School after this. <laughs> um, well, we are going to talk about um, the potential of joining a country club. We're, of course, going to have the Mad Golfer of the Week, the new segment that America, frankly, is just clamoring for. Nick rules! Old-timey advice. But, Nick, I want to start with a would you rather. And... I think this has been the preface for the last several Would You Rathers where I know, I know what Nick is going to say in response to this question. I think we're going to take opposite sides of this, not intentionally, but knowing Nick and knowing myself, I just have a really good idea of where I'm going to land on it and Nick is going to land on it. Yeah, that's it. It's pretty, pretty obvious. (laughs) So the Would You Rather is... Would you rather hit into the setting sun or would you rather hit into a 20 mile per hour headwind? Now, I'm going to give my answer, which I'm sure Nick would predict that I would rather hit into the 20 mile an hour headwind because that is a variable that I can deal with. It is a physical challenge, which I would much rather have than the mental challenge of hitting into the setting sun. If it's just a headwind, I can prepare, club up a couple of times, make my swing, concentrate, and see the result of the golf ball. Hitting into the setting sun is such a mental hurdle that is incredibly difficult for me to get over. And I hate it. I I hate hitting into the setting sun, whereas wind is a variable that I can deal with from a physical standpoint where the setting sun is a mental hurdle that I have a difficult time getting over. Nick, what side are you taking? I'm going to disagree with you on this one, Joe. (laughs) Yeah, I know you are. (laughs) Let's take some context clues here real quick. Okay. Okay, So just the fact that the sun is setting and I'm playing golf means it's sunny outside. It's also (laughs) happy hour. 
I love both of these things already. So Great. I am 100% on board. The The third thing, Joe, mm. is no matter where the sun is, when I'm striking a golf ball, my eyes are looking at the ground. <laughs> and I have never, I have never been blinded by the sun while my eyes are looking at the ground. And who cares where your ball goes? Really? <laughs> Ultimately, at the end of the day, you're, you're just out there basking in the last few minutes. You're savoring every minute of sun you get on this day. Like I, the, the picture I'm getting right now, I'm in a t-shirt. I had one of my best rounds of the year on the summer solstice, and I was out there till like Nine o'clock at night, setting mm. sun, getting yeah. every minute out of the day. And I just felt so proud of myself that I used I used every single minute of daylight we got that day to play a really good round of golf. You know, it, it was just so satisfying. And if you if you, if you lose your ball in the sun, you know how far you hit the ball. You can feel it off the club if you hit a good one, if you hit a bad one, if you left it open, if you pulled it, whatever you did. You you know where the ball is. Man. If you can't find your ball, you're just lying to yourself. I wish I was you're dialed in lying, like that. You're just lying to yourself. Come on, Joe. You know where you hit the ball. You could hit the ball and not see it and walk down there and find it. <laughs> so – because I've been playing so often this winter, I've often been hitting into a setting sun in January and February here in Oregon. And it's the uh, only sun there is is either rising or setting. <laughs> it doesn't hang out long. I love how philosophical you're getting in this episode. Um, no, I would always rather I'm have just the saying, wind. Like we we have like four hours of daylight. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. It's 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 a very low sun that we have this time of year, and I find it very difficult to concentrate. Not knowing where the golf ball is going to go. I, I I just have such a tough time with it. And I was surprised, but two-thirds of respondents on our Twitter poll agree with you, Nick. They would much rather hit into a setting sun than they would a 20-mile-hour headwind. And um, I would love to get the handicaps of the people who responded that way. I feel as though... <laughs> <laughs> it seems like an elitist take, Joe. <laughs> is it an elitist take? Maybe a little bit. Well, I'm okay uh, with that. <laughs> no, I'm okay with that. Uh, I want to know where my ball goes. If I hit it into a wind, I know where it's going to go. It's going to go about 20 yards shorter than it normally would. If I hit it into a setting sun, I don't have buddies watching it. Like, I was playing in a foursome, and we would all, you know, put our hands up to the sun and still have a tough time figuring out where tee shots went. It's hard, man. It's It's part of the game, Joe. You, you you play in an after work. I played in this Hemlock Ridge Men's League last summer, where you tee off at like you know five o'clock. Those rounds are slow. You're playing into a setting sun. You just, you just you just hit. You know if you if you don't find your ball, like well that one was a little bit off the toe. You know it's probably over here. You know you just wander out there and you know found it or didn't find it. it. Of course it sucks losing your ball, but you know you're out there playing golf. It's warm outside. It's evening. <laughs> You're not at home cooking dinner, doing the dishes, cutting the grass. You're on the golf course. Hopefully, you got a you got a nice beer in your hands, um, and and really, wherever the hell your golf ball went is like the tenth most important thing to you right now. Are you are you the cook or the cleaner when it comes to dinner in the house? Uh, yes. <laughs> I'll let that one go. Well, I think you're going to miss Hemlock Ridge because you talk about it. 
even though you hate it, you talk about it with an air of familiarity where I think it'll be a reference point the rest of your life, but you're off to bigger and better things. And you're trying to join a country club? Well, so we're buying a new house and like this whole home buying process, it's sucks. It's exhausting. It does suck. I mean, it's exciting because, you know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's exciting. But it ultimately, like when you're in month two and month three, it, you're just tired of it. It sucks. Um, but when we're looking at houses, like Ashley would send me the address of a house that just hit the market. It's in our price range. It has all the bedrooms we need. And then I'm like, sorry, Ash, if you're listening to this, first thing I would do is put it on our map and find the closest golf course and then look up if that golf course is affordable or not. Yes. And, and it's not it's not that like that's all I care about, but that's it, it literally impacts some of these houses are like 30 minutes from the nearest golf course. And like, if that's the case, I'm never going to play golf. And if it's five minutes, then like maybe I can sneak out after dinner or, you know, like I could play. It's a lot more convenient and that's going to impact ultimately like my recreation, my, my, my balance in life. Your quality of life. Yeah, exactly. Yes. You know, I'm going to get a little, sneak a little more enjoyment out. Of course, that's important. Bathrooms, so, bedrooms, proximity to golf course. They all matter. They all, it's all one big puzzle, you know, all the pieces need to fit. So, so I've been researching all these golf courses that I had like never heard of. Um, and we, we landed on a house. It's a great house. I love it. It's, it's six minutes from a golf course. Ooh. So I'm like, okay, this is good. There was yeah. one we were looking at that was, it was two minutes, one to two minutes. And I was like, I, I wanted it, but that's a walker, baby. You get the Sunday. Oh my God, I know. Yeah. I'm just thinking like, Ooh. I'm going to have putting contests with my son. Like every day after dinner, he's going to, you know, that whatever, no big deal. It didn't happen. It's all good. <laughs> this one's six minutes away from a golf course called Chamawa golf course. So I started <clears> looking at Chamawa. It's a, it's a par 68, like 53, 5,500 golf course, yard golf course. Cool. And at first, at first I'm like, but then I'm like, no, that's even better. I could play it quicker. Yeah. You know, I could shoot some lower scores. Yeah. Who needs the red tees because it's already 5,500 <laughs> yards. Um, and so I, I started looking in and, and Ashley actually emailed them and was like, hey, how much is a membership? And they they literally just wrote back with the subject line, no memberships. Wait, is this a club that has members? But no spots no. are available? No. It's a public golf course that does oh. not offer – doesn't even offer the opportunity yeah. to purchase year-round golf, which I, I've never come in contact with a course that doesn't offer you the ability to just buy a year's worth of golf with, with See, one check. That's so funny because it is very uncommon in the Portland area to find a course that does offer something like that, that offers you pay this fee – and you play unlimited, or you buy rounds that are twilight, or whatever the case may be, some sort of premium package where you get to play as much as you want. It's very uncommon. It's either like the super high-end private golf club or public. There's very few things in the middle, which is kind of what sparked this idea in my head to have this discussion. I don't think there's enough of something in between those two things. Now, I love playing public golf courses, but- There needs to be some sort of, like at University of Idaho, we both cut them a check. I think it was what, like 700 bucks at the time, something like that? Nothing. (laughs) And we got to play there all summer long. And it was the best golf I was ever playing. You were playing really good golf. 
like it got to a point where we could play every day. You could squeeze five holes in. You could play 36, somewhere in between. And just the idea of spending all day or 20 minutes on a golf course is really appealing instead of going through the whole rigmarole of on Monday, I got to plan out what round I'm going to play on the weekend. And if I don't book something by Tuesday, I have no opportunity to play anything. It's a little right. frustrating. Right. That's that's what I can't stand. In all of the courses around here are, are public courses, but they offer a membership, Hemlock Ridge, right. public course, but I can buy a membership. And one of the reasons I want to buy a membership is because, like I said, I play all my golf at six in the morning and I want to be able to show up before anybody's in the pro house, in the pro shop and tee off and not get chewed out by the guy cutting the grass. Be like, you're trying, you're trying to steal the, the golf here. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> not to have that ability is probably going to take away like half of my rounds because I can't just wake up at 4.45 in the morning and tee off at 5.15 in the middle of June uh, without without getting chewed out every, every week. Well, so, and people who are in our position who are in the, you know, middle class in our mid-30s, golf is a very frivolous cost. I'm not going to be able to cut a check to an organization for $20,000 and say, I'm going to join your club. I'm, I'm not able to do that. I'm sure you're not with a child and another on the way. And I'm sure most of our listeners are not. It's just not a thing that's in the cards. There are a few options in the Portland area to pay a few grand, like a semi-private. Mm -hmm. But there really isn't anything beyond that where you can just pay like, you know, $800 and play during the week, stuff like that. It's just It's just not available in the way that you would expect it to be. And I talked to my dad about this who grew up in the Northeast had that experience where you would play public golf courses, but you would belong to a course in the way that you're describing. You would pay some sort of fee and then be a member of that golf course where yeah, you can play, play whatever you leagues, want. You can play in their tournaments. Right. You have a gin through there. You know, they know your name. The closest thing that I have, I'm a member of uh, the Glenevere Men's Club out in East Portland. And when you sign up, you pay $70 for the gin you pay $75 on top of that, and then every round you pay for as part of the men's club, so the Sunday game is half off. So instead of paying $45, I pay $22 and change. I'm going to play enough to make that worth it, but if you're not a member of the club, there's no advantage you have in terms of saving money by playing a lot of golf. And I just wish there was more of that around, somewhere in between the uh, racist Portland Golf Club and public courses down here. There just isn't a lot of options. Yeah. Yeah. So so my kind of criteria, I've, I've been looking at this, and I think I've oh. actually landed on on what, what you're talking about, which is just book a tee time each and every single time I want to play golf, which is mm -hmm. like half the battle because you think I know 24 hours in advance, much less like – Four days in advance, what time I'm going to be able to play golf? Like four days from now, there's no chance. So I'm, I'm probably not going to play golf this year. Um, but I'm looking at the criteria. Like, like, what are your criteria if you're if you're joining a country club? Is it how how good the course is, the prestige, the course conditions, how enjoyable the layout is, the proximity to your home, the the affordability? The bottom line for me, what I'm looking for is what is going to let me play the most golf. Mm. Like, you know, I don't like 
Hemlock Ridge, don't love the course. The people are are a little bit, it's a strange community, but you know, you got to kind of learn to love them. But like, like I said, I can go out there at whatever time of day. Nobody's going to be a hard time. I can play when it's convenient for me. I know I can predict what the pace of play is going to be like certain times. I know to avoid it certain times. I know I can go and, and go out there, get home, play in like an hour, 15 minutes, and it's going to be all good. It's predictable. It allows me to play the most golf possible. That's ultimately trumps you know, how good the course is, really anything else. I would say my main two factors in that position, price and the membership. I want it to be affordable and I want to play with people that I get along with. If I'm going to plunk down a serious amount of money, I'd like to be doing it at a place where perhaps I know a couple people or I know that there's people in my demographic. I love playing with all types of people, but it took me a long time to find a foursome of people my age, and it's a reliable thing. Like, I have you and Romy, but we're so spread out at this point. Like, we we right. played a ton of golf for, like, two years. And after that, there was a big lull before I found another foursome. And I would like to join a club where I can find that same sort of sense of camaraderie again, have a Sunday game you know, measure yourself against other people that you play with a lot. Those are the two factors, price and membership, that would matter the most to me. Golf is golf. I can fall in and out of love with any golf course depending on how well I'm playing. But I want it to be affordable and I want to enjoy the time because you spend so much time with people on a golf course. 100%. I, I, I agree. Nick, before we get to some stuff later, I'm going to I'm gonna drop another surprise on you. So mm-hmm. you, unfortunately cannot start playing golf for real for about another month. But for folks in nine states, March 1st is when posting season starts. Nick, you only have to get five right to win this game. Can you guess yeah. the nine states where posting season begins March 1st? People are probably already listening after that date. Well, I know Oregon is one of them. That is one. You got four more. Okay. I'm going to guess Virginia is one. West Virginia is one, so I'm going to give you that. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna work my way up there. I was gonna go. Okay, uh, Delaware was gonna be another guess. N- no. Mar- Maryland was gonna be another guess. N- no. <laughs> Damn. Where were you uh, born? Okay. I was born in Idaho. For real? That's the third one. What? <laughs> Nobody's playing golf in Idaho next week. Um, so, so not California, not Idaho, not Oregon, but Nevada. That was no, no. <laughs> Nevada's year round, baby. Washington. Yeah, I was gonna say Washington. Well, thinking, yeah, Washington, Washington. You need one more. Okay. Don't, oh, you're not no going to get hints. any of no these. No more hints. No more hints. No, I'll, I'll get one. I will get one. <laughs> no I take, more I take We're going to be here a while. Okay, go ahead. Uh, ooh, I'm going to go out. Mm, I'm going to say Kentucky. <laughs> That's right. Kentucky is right. The states are Idaho, Indiana, Kansas, Kentucky, Missouri, Oregon, Washington, and West Virginia. Congratulations. All of you <laughs> are starting to play golf for real on March 1st. I know. It's kind of crazy. Um, I, I, I want to say those poor bastards in Maine can't, can't post till May 1st. <laughs> <laughs> Let me hang on a second. 
<laughs> Those poor bastards. In it Maine. might even be June first. <laughs> uh, Maine, their posting season is April fifteenth to Halloween. Oh, it's pretty pretty April short. Fifteenth. That's yeah. Don't blink. <laughs> <laughs> Alaska, April first to October thirty first. So it's right around the corner. It is coming. Um, Nick, before we get into your mad golfer of the week. We announced it on our previous episode. We're so excited about it. Piper Golf is a proud partner of At The Turn. Tour quality golf balls for amateur prices. I'm using the gold and the black right now. I still haven't figured out which one I like because I love them so much. Piper offers an online guide that helps you find your perfect fit. You answer a couple of questions. They ask you, do you hit your seven iron over 165 yards. Nick, I tried to answer, yeah, when I mishit it, but that wasn't a valid response. <laughs> anyway, I got gold and black. They're working for me. I love these golf balls. They've got the beautiful line on them for alignment. They just look really slick. Pipe it down the fairway with Piper. Nick, you're rocking the blue, aren't you? Well, I, I will be rocking the blue um, yeah. between April 1st and October 31st. Hell right now yeah. I'm right now I'm I'm not rocking anything. <laughs> You're just rocking a new house. Congratulations again. Yeah. I'm rocking a snow shovel. Again, use promo code TURN10 at checkout at piper.golf. Matchstick Golf. Oh, we love them. Nick, did you see these new ball markers they dropped it from Manzanita Links? That's one of the I did. I did. Yeah. Manzanita is one of the coolest nine hole courses I've ever played in my life. Beautiful track out on the Oregon coast. They have two custom marks. They're paired with Manzanita links featuring King Sevy. They're gorgeous markers, a slew of ball markers to pick from. They're releasing new ones all the time. Go to matchstickgolf.com, promo code TURN20 at checkout. It's the biggest savings you can get with Matchstick Golf using our promo code. That's TURN20 at checkout. Nick is going to stop well, I was going to say you're going to stop eating pizza and start using the pizza slice ball marker, but you're never going to stop eating pizza. I think you muted your mic, and and and, and I see you talking about pizza. Oh, damn, I know, I know. Yes, um, I will never stop eating pizza, but I never. but I will eventually start using the, the pizza wait. slice ball marker. I can't wait. Well. It's getting late where Nick is. You know what he could use right now to perk himself up? It's one of our newest partnerships here on At The Turn, Tea Box Coffee. Oh, folks, stop going to the grocery store because Tea Box Coffee is roast to order. They don't roast your beans until after your order is placed, ensuring you the freshest possible coffee. They've got fun brands like the Barn Caddy Cold Brew, 8 a.m. tea time, and Back Nine Espresso. Get serious about your coffee. Use promo code TURN15 at checkout at tboxcoffee.com. I'm flying high on it right now, Nick. I love it. Love it. I can't I can't wait to get my hands on some of this stuff. Okay. I didn't prepare a mad golfer of the week. Did you prepare a mad golfer of the week? I I have <clears throat> A hybrid of mad golfers. Okay. Um, all Great. all revolving around one golf course. The golf course that will be the nearest golf course to my house. It is Ooh. it is the sequel to Hemlock Ridge. You better believe there are going to be so many, so many Chemua golf course stories. This is Chemua, North Attleboro, Mass. Now picture me 
in my living room, 11 o'clock at night. Ashley's sending me the 55th house listing address of the week. And I'm typing all of this in. I'm, I'm Google mapping the closest golf course. And this is what I come by. And Joe, my first thought was, this is it. This is Hemlock Ridge version 2.0. The first review. I, I, I'm going to read a few reviews because there are some themes that, that really stand out after you read I love it. Much shorter than regulation. No real par fives. No big deal for me. Uh, condition is inconsistent. But the primary problem is the rude starter. Oh. I was stuck behind slow players. So I skipped ahead a couple holes, making sure no one was behind me. I thought the starter was going to call the police on me. I will not return. <laughs> the next review starts off. The starter staff and clubhouse staff especially have a lot to be desired. <laughs> so many of they these are- mad golfers just hate any sort of authority on the golf course. Seriously. They're impersonal, grumpy, and rude. The starter ignores tee times that they force you to make, which is why, mm. I, which is jeopardizing my ability to play there. In the last three times I've golfed there, I've started a minimum of a half hour late. Oof. Now, this, this is big, Joe. In the clubhouse, after our round, I asked the bartender to put the Red Sox game on one of the four TVs they have. She actually told me no. Then she gave me a frozen beer, which I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. That's delicious. Nice. This review is from June, July 6th. So frozen beer might, yeah. might be pretty good. My friend and I got pissed and went around the corner to Ruby Tuesdays <laughs> and spent $70 and watched the Red Sox. I, I'm excited for you to roll in there with your Verlander jersey and ask him to put a Tigers game on in the middle of a Sox-Yankees game. Oh, my God. Uh, the course is always in pretty shape. The starter is great, too. This is the third review. The starter is great. My only oh. complaint is the clubhouse and bar staff. We seem to be inconveniencing them by requesting a beer and asking to put the ball game on TV. <laughs> Nobody would put a baseball game on in the summer. So we left uh. and went down the street to Uno's. <laughs> now. Have you Googled Uno's yet? <laughs> Apparently, this course is in the middle of like every chain rest. Is there an Applebee's nearby? Like what What else is right here next to Chamois Golf Course that like they, they, they won't put the game on? The starter is either, bucks. The, the starter is polarizing that you either love or hate the starter. <laughs> I'd love to I don't know, know what's they, making this place. Did they actually buy any food at Ruby Tuesdays or was this a $70 bar tab? Yeah, I, I'm like, are you bragging about how much money the course could have made off of you? But didn't oh, they I, lost it on 70 bucks. <laughs> Man, we were there for three hours. They're probably like, thank God we didn't tolerate that guy for three hours. Oh, what is the name of this golf course? It is Chemawa Golf Course. I want you and Ashley to uh, dress in your Sunday best. And go to this restaurant and try to get the Sox game on and see what happens. I'll, I'll send you a selfie of me watching the Sox at Chemuan opening day. Oh, my God. Do you is, – is, is everyone a Red Sox fan out there? Dude, I, apparently everybody who reviews Chemua Golf Course is a Red Sox fan. He's all wearing Trot Nixon jerseys. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, that was that was a great mad golfer of the week. I can't wait from your tales from that golf course. Uh, now, Nick – we introduced a wildly popular new segment on the last episode of At The Turn, and I can't wait for the sequel. This is a uh, an opportunity for Nick to educate the At The Turn audience on the finer points of the game of golf. 
It's a segment that we call Nick Rules. Mm. Nick, what do you got? Okay, Joe, this is a rule that I can't imagine anybody in their own round of golf following mm. and like actually dealing out penalties for. But I must I, – I will I will preface this. And I don't know if I've ever told you this story. Maybe I have. Maybe I haven't. Oh. I, I at one time gave the brother of the PGA Tour commissioner a two-stroke penalty for violating this rule. <laughs> oh, I'm very excited rule now. 5.3A, penalty for breach is disqualification except Whoa. in certain circumstances. You must start at and not before and not after your starting time. Except if you arrive at the starting point, ready to play, no more than five minutes late, you get a two-stroke penalty. Or if you start no more than five minutes early, you get a two-stroke penalty. What? Or if the the committee decides that exceptional circumstances prevented you from starting on time, there is no breach of this rule and there is no penalty. Those exceptional circumstances, like I went to a rules seminar one time with Uh the the guy from the USGA said like – if. If there were, if you were a witness to a car accident and you needed to like extract somebody from a car or call nine one one and be on the scene when they arrived to to be a witness, like that's the circumstance. Not like the line Diarrhea. of Dunkin' Donuts was long and like the the credit card machine wouldn't work, you know. And uh, no, that's not gonna fly. So you can't start early. You can't start late. You must start at your time. Okay, so. You have to elaborate on the story about giving Jay Monahan's brother a two-stroke penalty. What what happened? Was he earlier? I would assume he was late. <laughs> yeah, he was late. So uh, when I worked with the PGA, we had this this pro-am championship, uh, two courses, two rounds, all in one day. Big big shebang and they needed to pull out all the guns i'm normally the guy who takes photos they made me be a starter on one of the courses that day so i was a starter you're playing with a pro you're playing with like a pga professional who 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 should know what's going on so there's there's two groups there two twosomes uh to to make up this foursome so everybody tees off he's not there uh he he rolls up like 703 it was the first group of the day and uh I, I let him to up. I had no idea who I had no idea who he was. I just, you know, just figured some country club lawyer and uh, probably better that way. Yeah. I mean, he, he tees off. And so before they take off, I just said, just so you know, it's a two stroke penalty. And I, I assumed like the pro in, you know, in the guy who just showed up late and like scrambling, up. like running up to the T box would be like, okay, no big deal. He, he kind of gets in my face. He's like, that's fucking bullshit. What are you talking about? I'm here. I have five minutes. I said, no, you have five minutes before you're disqualified. You, <laughs> It's a two-stroke penalty within five minutes. He's like, well, his excuse was he took his car. You know how if you like drive your car where it's not supposed to go, it, it just shuts down? Like he he was driving to his car. He, he, he blew through the GPS barricade. The cart oh. shut down. He was, he was stuck without a cart. And um, race into the first tee. And they tried to like rat me out to my boss. Like 
my like the executive director at the scoring table. They're like, this guy, like, who does he think he is? Like giving out penalties. And, and he just goes, well, where, where were you at 7 a.m.? He's like, well, I was in the parking lot. <laughs> He's like, what, <laughs> what was your tea time? 7 a.m. Uh, so yeah, that was, wow. that was that. That is no, you've never told me that. That's a, so Jay Monahan's brother is an ass. Yeah. So then they're like, they're like, do you know, you know, I, I found out after the first round of the tournament that was like, whatever Monahan. I said, I said, dude, it's a four ball. You're playing with a pro make, take his par on this hole and move <laughs> along. It's a 36 hole event. Like it's, it's, you're not going to take your score anyways. Yeah. Were you going to make a birdie out here, buddy? Like, give me a break. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And that was, so that was like the first thing you did as play started. You had this confrontation. You assume it's some, you know, douchey guy and you're like, oh, whatever. And then you find out later it's the, it's the brother of the PGA tour commissioner. Yes. Which makes it even worse. Yeah. Oh, for him, you yes, were, you were and good for your boss for having your back like that. Yeah, I know. Seriously. Cause they were both like the pro was like livid too. Cause he, you know, he, he looks bad too, but I'm like, dude, show show up on time. Yeah. Wow. Good yeah. for you. You know what? On a on a previous episode you <laughs> were going to buy a golf course, <laughs> you said that you were going to be the marshal. You're the rules official, baby. You're going to keep that thing running on time. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, you have you have set the bar extraordinarily high for Nick Rules. I love it. I love that. Okay, so Nick I'm I'm not quite sure if this bit is working, but I'm going to stick with it. Okay. Folks, we implored you to rate and review the podcast earlier. Please, let me know if this works. We're just trying stuff out. We're throwing spaghetti noodles against the wall and seeing what sticks and what falls down. This is old-timey advice. This is from someone with probably the greatest nickname in the history of golf. Nick, it's the stylist, Harry Varden, supreme striker of the golf ball. He says, don't play too much golf. Two rounds a day are plenty. I can get behind that. <laughs> when was the last time you played 36 in a day, Nick? Have you ever done that? Oh, yeah. Um, back in the day when, you know, there was, we didn't have any kids. And Ashley would go, you know, be, be gone all weekend for work. I would, I would go and play 36 a day. Man. I, I used to do it at this at this nine hole course too. So I just roll through that thing four times, <laughs> and they'd be like, "This, who the hell is this guy? Like, you have nothing better to do than play this old nine hole track four times on a Saturday." Oh, uh, the second we're done, I'm going to Google Jay Monahan's brother. I cannot wait. What a what a what a great story that is. See, folks, that's why you listen front to back of at the turn. Remember, rate and review the pod. Go to MatchstickGolf.com promo code turn twenty. T-Box Coffee, promo code TURN15. Piper.Golf, promo code TURN10. Nick and I are going to be back every Monday. From here on out, we got some big interviews coming up we're very excited about. Major season is 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 here. Uh, the Masters is coming up next month. I mean, we are we are locked and loaded. I'm going to start posting rounds, Nick. That handicap is, is, is going to go up, I think, unfortunately. Oh, no. I, I wish oh, it would no. go down. I'm excited. Big with the Piper ahead. golf balls, it'll go down. Oh, with the Piper. I need all the help I can get. Hopefully, some combination of the black and gold can get me sub five, but we'll see. Folks, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next Monday. <laughs> <laughs>
Thank <laughs> you.